0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, April 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. French financial markets have been a bit wonky in the lead up to Sunday's big election. One of Russia's biggest companies is calling for an impartial investigation into reports of atrocities in Ukraine. Plus, Western sanctions against Russia have frozen Moscow's ability to access U.S. dollars, and there's never been anything like it.
1: It's only really over the past couple of days and weeks that people have started to chew over what are the long-term ramifications of this.
0: One possibility is a backlash against the dollar. The FT's Kitty Martin explains why. I'm Mark Filipino and here's the news you need to start your day. This Sunday, French voters will cast ballots in the first round of a presidential election. President Emmanuel Macron is seeking a second term, and he's in the lead. But polls have shown a steady rise in support for his biggest rival, far-right candidate Marine Le Pen. And this week, France's financial markets, well, they got nervous. Bank shares, for one, had a sharp fall. Here's the FT's Paris correspondent, Sarah White.
2: Banks have reacted in particular Partly because, um, you know, they're a bit of a proxy for political risk in the economy. They're just very broadly exposed to the, to the French economy. And so they, they'll tend to be the kind of first port of call as an expression of political risk. I think one of the concerns about a, a Marine Le Pen win would be that, you know, it could affect coordination around Euro- Europe's response to the war in Ukraine, to its plan to put together a, an economic package to combat that.
0: and. Did this also affect bonds, Sarah? We saw French government debt weaken this week.
2: I think it's a similar situation with bond yields. I mean, we'd seen a lot more alarmism about bond yields uh, five years ago. In in that scenario, that was particularly because Le Pen was campaigning on a platform of wanting to France to leave the euro at the time. Um, So we saw spreads between France and Germany, for example, really widen at that stage. We're not quite in the same territory now. You know, Le Le Pen's programme no longer includes that, and she's focused a lot of her campaign on internal issues around the cost of living in France, for example. But still, I think the fact that the possibility of a Le Pen win has really focused minds in the last few days. So we, we have seen bonds react as a result. And again, I think it's a similar concern over... In a broader European unity, European coordination, what it will mean for the Eurozone if Le Pen wins.
0: Sarah White is the FT's Paris correspondent. The big global aluminum producer, Rusal, is the first Russian company to call for an investigation into the alleged war crimes in Ukraine. Reports of a massacre in the city of Bucha came to light after Russian troops withdrew from Kiev. Rusal's chair, who's Dutch, said on the company's website that the report should be investigated. Rusal is the world's biggest aluminum producer outside of China. It's been one of the hardest hit by sanctions, which have cut off its access to raw materials. Now, the sanctions that Western nations and its allies have levied on Russia have been unprecedented, and they're powerful because they're based on the U.S. dollar. It's the most widely used currency in global financial markets, trade, and central banks. But the dollar's dominance has eroded over the past few decades, and there's some speculation that the sanctions against Russia could speed up that process. To talk more about how this might happen, I'm joined by the FT's Markets Editor, Katie Martin. Hey, Katie.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. So, Katie, what happens if central banks decide to hold fewer dollars?
1: Well, this is the big topic of the day, right? So, you know, when the Ukraine invasion happened and these sanctions came through very quickly, it was really quite a shock and awe moment because the U.S. did something it's never really done before and sanctioned the Russian central bank and said, sure, we know you've got loads of dollars. Guess what? You can't spend them. And this totally changes the game for how central banks all over the world think about putting dollars in their rainy day funds. And it's only really over the past couple of days and weeks that people have started to really, you know, chew over what are the long-term ramifications of this. The answer is that we don't quite know yet, but it certainly feels like a, a massive moment.
0: And one of the things that a lot of economists are talking about or whether other currencies stand to gain from this you know what's the thinking there
1: so the idea is that if you are you know like russia a regime that's kind of prickly towards the us then if you feel like you might get the russian central bank treatment and have your dollars frozen it would make more sense to put your official reserves in other currencies now there's a few reasons why the us probably doesn't need to panic one of them is that the us is not acting alone here so to the extent that Russia might want to switch their reserves around then their opportunities in terms of finding currencies that have that global heft is going to be somewhat limited the question now is if it's become you know accepted that currencies can be you know a financial weapon of mass destruction then where do you go if you are a central bank that is not particularly friendly to the US the data from the IMF so far shows that the money that's been coming out of the dollar has been trickling into smaller currencies, but also notably China. And so one of the theories kicking around out there is that what's happened with Russia could accelerate the process towards the Chinese renminbi becoming a big international currency that plays a major role in international trade and investment and in official reserves.
0: Um, but i got to be honest with you, Katie, this feels A little bit like the boy who cried wolf, right, in the sense that there's been instances in the past where people have said this is going to be the end of the dollar's dominance and it, it hasn't happened.
1: Yeah, this has been a theme that's kicked around for a really long time. There is a strong sense of inertia. So once a certain kind of type of trade happens in dollars or whatever, it tends to stick in dollars. It's quite difficult to change that around. The other thing is that if you are worried about the dollar being used as a as a weapon and you think that the B is a safer place to be, then that might be a faulty uh, way of thinking about it because China is all about arbitrary, unpredictable decision making. So you might have more of a problem on your hands if you switch all of your reserves into China. So people haven't properly got their heads around how this is going to affect the global financial system over the coming years decades, but the the certainty, if there is one, is that it will.
0: Katie Martin is the FT's Markets Editor. Before we go, the U.S. Senate yesterday confirmed Ketanji Brown Jackson for a seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. She'll be the court's first black female justice. Her confirmation is also historic because Jackson will be the first justice who's worked as a public defender. That's an attorney assigned to represent defendants who typically can't afford a lawyer. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Joanna Gao, Maya McDonald, David De Silva, Peter Barber, and Gavin Coleman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Bromley is the FT's global head of audio. And our theme song is by Metaphor Music.